Shut up and sit down. Hey there and welcome to the Third Period Podcast, the show that takes you around the UK ice hockey leagues. Sponsored by Nuola for all your custom sportswear needs. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Third Period Podcast. This week we will be reviewing the Cardiff Devils. I have Ross and Ash with me as always, uh, myself Dan. I will again be doing the hosting due to this uh, unannounced upper body injury that Marcus has uh, all of a sudden developed again. Uh, so apologies about that. Uh, this week, um, I'm going to say it like this. I'm not Gabby Logan. I haven't got anybody in the team that I'm a family member of who's a king of the cop or anything like that. So uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll start with the netminders. Ash, fire away. Okay, netminders. Um, even though they had about, I think they had four on the books this season, different things, um, including Tyler Perry, who we discussed with Keno a few weeks back, uh, the GP discussion, and Jordan Lord, I believe, was on the books as well on a two-way deal. Um, I'm only going to concentrate really on Murdy and Bounds. Um, but with Murdy, he played two games over the season, one in the league, one in the cup. He played six minutes in all competitions. Likely the net miners who played minimal. I'm just giving him a C down the middle. It's unfair to grade someone who's played that little. Um, I have spoken to a Devils fan this week, though. I've done a bit of homework. I'm third week on the row. It's done quite well. Um, and asked him about the net miners set up and Murdy. And he's come back saying he had a bad injury. Um, he was still the kit manager. Well, the equipment manager of the team. But the injury took its toll over the season. Um so, like I said, a C. I'm going to keep it straight down the middle like I have with other netminders. And then Ben Bounds. Now, I graded him a B plus, personally. Um, but with talking to the Devils fan, he graded him a B or a B minus. So what I've done, because I'm not a Cardiff fan, I've gone down the middle. I've gone for a B for him, taken into the information. The reason for my B plus was I looking at the stats mainly. And he was in the same ilk as the likes of Matt Ginn, Kevin Carr, uh, Duba, all the netmonds we've discussed all recently. Um, so that was my reason for that. But I've took the Devils fans' perspective as well, because um, he's seen him a lot more than me. But Bouncy, statistically, seventh in save percentage. But then he was tied with Duba for most wins in the league competition at 31 games. So he's doing something right, but it's a whole team event. Um, he was sixth in terms of shots against and six. Um, and level with Matt Ginn at 2.84. Um, I've written down in my notes. I gave Ginn a B plus, so it should be the same for Bouncy. But I didn't have a Manchester fan working alongside me. I had a Manchester fan on with us. Um, one of the few notes with Bounds. 130 goals against in 46 games. In context, Shane Owen conceded 97 in 43 games. I'm starting to think I was a bit harsh on Shane Owen. He probably deserved a better grade than I gave him. Um, that's one of them. Talking with the Devils fan about Bounds, he's come back saying, less impressive than previous years for me. Got a lot of stick early on, but some of it warranted as letting quite a lot of soft goals. You've probably seen the rumours of him leaving. How will Devils go forward? Now, if he does leave, for me, there's not a Britain that mind who walks into that team. 
but there's probably a decent brick forward they can bring in and bring in an import netminder. They become very, very strong. But I rate Ben Bounds highly. I think he's a great netminder. We're all allowed the odd wobble here and there. Um, well, any professional sports person is. You don't see Liverpool winning 38 games a season to win the title. They've still won the title. But it's one then. So my overall grade, taking everything into consideration, I'm only going to grade on Bounds. So... I'm going to stick my neck out with the Devils fan. I'm going to go for a B overall. Okay, so that was a B overall there from Ash for the Netminders. Ross, how would you grade them? Oh, like Ash just, just said about Murdy, um, he's only played two games all season. So it's really, you can't really um, grade him. But obviously, like Ash, I've gone straight down the middle as well with the C. Um, I mean, he does a good job when he's called upon. We know what he's capable of. We've seen it um, many seasons at Cardiff and when he played for us. Like, uh, so yeah, I've just gone down the middle with the C. Uh, ben Bounds, I was close with Ash with the with the B, uh, but I've just given been nice and gone that extra further and given him a B plus. You know, he's had a he had a consistent season um, through no faults of his own, uh, but he played too much hockey. If, you know, he, like we just said, Murdy's only played a couple of games. He, he, should he? Should they've used Murdy a bit more in the cup games? You know, rest bounds. But obviously, he can't singly handedly keep us in it. But he he won on games where uh, when he did for them. Um, obviously, we know what he's capable of. Um, over the last few seasons and what he's done for GB. So, yeah, I thought B-plus overall for me. So, net is B-minus overall. OK, so that's a B-minus from Ross there for the netminders. Um, yeah, can't really say much about Murdy from my perspective, you know, only a handful of games. So I've just I've just been lenient and gone C for him. So I won't really go too much into detail on that. Um, Bouncy's the big talking point. I haven't spoken to any fans. Um, I've just done it based off highlights, the games that he's had at our place, and just obviously the stats that we've got all over the, the kind of websites that we're using. So what what kind of stood out for me about Bouncy this year was his stats don't look too bad on paper. 2.84 goals against average, 0.905 save percentage. However, he's sixth overall in the netminder category. Now, basing that on the previous years, he's not really been anywhere near that kind of level. He's normally been higher up, first, second, maybe a third. Stats don't really jump out and say that they're bad. They don't really jump out and say they're good either. So I did a little bit of digging, a little bit of investigation to kind of establish what went wrong. So a couple of highlight packages. Some of the plays, he he makes the hard saves look easy. And some of the easy saves he seems to make look really difficult or they're, they're scored against him. So I don't know if it's the decor he wasn't doing what he is used to. Uh, or if there's a lot of change there, but just comparing them over the last season, like three, four, five, six seasons, 
um, that he's been with Devils and, and looking at the stats. So in his first season, 14-15, uh, 51 games, 2.69 goals against average, 0.902. You know, not too dissimilar to what we've got here, but he was like second overall in that year. Following season, 2.5 uh, goals against average, 0.916 save percentage. Uh, and every year it's been pretty consistent to that. His goal against average came down uh, to 2.36, but again, 9, uh, 0.912 for the next two seasons going on that. Um, last season, he was 2.32 goals against average, playing 60 games and 0.916 save percent. Now, so very consistent on the save percentage. But this year, his goals have gone up. Goals against average have gone up to 2.86 and a save percentage of 0.905. So to put that into perspective for, for those that don't understand the fans, he's the second lowest save percentage over his last six seasons. So for, for you know, for while De- Devils have been on this dominant run, he's been very consistent. This is his second lowest save percentage in, in the time he's been with them. But it's his highest ever goals against average in those same six seasons. So he's not saving as many, and he's conceding more. So to me, I'm not saying he's past his best, but he is approaching maybe that that age where the things don't seem to just go as smooth as they used to. You know, he, he he's not as quick as a reaction as he had maybe last season, season before. You know, he's not getting younger as as we all know. Um, I mean, I'm not too sure of his actual age off the top of my head, but he's not he's not getting any younger. Um, in comparison to some of the guys around the league now that are coming through. Um, it's probably harsh to give him the grading that I have. I've given him a B plus, but we're grading it on this season alone, not past seasons, not overall time at a club. And we're basing it on how he's compared across the league. So if he's six overall, he can't be rated any better, you know, than Kevin Carr at Nottingham, that Shane Owen from Belfast, you know, uh, Duba, I, I would put him on par with him. Uh, he's definitely not better, in my opinion, than you know CJ Mark. So B plus for me for him, which took the overall grade into a B plus because, like I say, I've just gone very clean with Murdy. So B plus from for me on that one. So I'm just going to work it out on the calculator here. Um, going with Ashes B, Ross's B minus, and my B plus. That averages at a B on the system. So we'll move then on to the defenders. Uh, we'll start with yourself, Ross. Right then. Uh, let's start with Josh Batch. Um, I'll give him a B. A really solid season from him. He's, you know, he's a typical Brit, isn't he? Um, solid at the back. You know, he does the job, gets in all situations. He's not uh, afraid to drop the gloves when he wants to. Um, he's, you know, he'll just basically do what what you need him to do and clear the, um, do the, do the job he needs to do in defence. So I'm going to skip Gleason Fournier and I'm going to go to Sam uh, Jardine. Uh, he got give him a B plus. Uh, you know, spoke to Devils fan uh, said he had a bit of a slow start. Um, has adapted to the league, larger eyes and settled in his first spell overseas. But did settled in pretty when he settled in, did a good job. Um, expect big things from him next season. 
and could have easily moved on to better. Uh, I'm going to go. Mark Lewis gave a C. I mean, you know what you're getting with Mark Lewis. Tough guy, but can also uh, play the hockey that he needs to do as well. Solid at the back. Uh, obviously, um, he can struggle a bit with his size, but obviously he's got the weapon. He's a big presence on the ice. And he has a big hunger for ice hockey and for the Devils themselves. Um, Sean Mongole, uh, give him a C. Can make the few odd mistakes, turnovers. Uh, when taking the risks, obviously, um, they don't always pay off, so it causes you to turn over the puck. Um, but without having him uh, for an A, um, make up for his errors, you know. But one thing he was obviously good at was um, the penalty shots that he used to do. I mean, he uh, done us over in, was it one game later on in the season? I can't remember what. But we went stupid round, some stupid amount of rounds in the penalty shots and he came up good. Uh, but obviously, when I spoke to my Devils fan, he, he reckons it'd be one that he'd be looking to replace. Uh, Morrison, I'll give a B. You know, experienced, solid defenceman, but didn't really uh, go offensive as much. Um, but looks uncomfortable and out of place in the offensive zone. So maybe that's why he's, he's more of a stay-at-home D. But can't really judge him on that. Um, Bruce ready, I'll give a B. Um, you know, the heart of the line with a great love for the game. Hardest working player on the roster, which bumps him up to a B. Uh, not many poor performances, but definitely need needs to upgrade. Uh, and then Mark Richardson, obviously we know about Mark. He's been around the league. Actually, he's a big lover for Mark Richardson. I've given him an A, solid in all areas, works hard, very creative, handy offensively. You know, we could be here most of the night talking about Mark Richardson, especially what he brings. I mean, he just seems to have been going for years, doesn't he? You know, you mentioned the name Mark Richardson, you think, God, is he still playing? Um, but yeah, he does what he needs to do. Um, and then, last but not least, Gleason Fournier. God, what a what a defenseman! You know, he's got to be best in the league. He's just quality. He's an uh, absolute joy to watch. Comes up big in the big games. He's a vital piece of your jigsaw, isn't he? You know, he's he's like that clutch. He's he's just that one that. You know, you're a big, big marquee player. Uh, I've been a massive fan of his, watching him when he's come to Coventry. You know, I always tend to pick him as man of the match because you can guarantee that he's put a man of the match performance in because he's just the hands he's got, the speed he's got, his ability. So, yeah, Gleason Fournier, I've had to give an A star to. Um, so, overall, I'll give the defence a B plus. 
Fantastic. Ross, thank you for that. So that's a B plus for the defenders there from Ross. Uh, I'll keep myself uh, talking next then. So watching the highlights um, and going through the kind of stats that I've, I've, I've always referred to, um, I've created them on that basis. Like I said, I've not really spoken to anybody fan-wise. So I'll start from the bottom. Uh, Mark Richardson, first of all, when I looked at the stats, I thought, that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go like around a C, C-plus range. But watching him in games, watching the highlights that the the, the, the guys down there have put on, he, he actually does a lot more off the puck than you, you come to realise. Um, so for me, he, he yes, he only walked over 16 points, but eight penalty minutes as a defender is really good, plus 14 on the plus-minus. Um, he just does a shift. He doesn't really put anything out of place. Um, he's probably like what Blaze fans would refer to as the Cowley of the team. Um, he just goes about and does his shift, never really puts a foot wrong. Um, he's just a, a, a decent-ish player around the back end. So B-plus for me, for Richardson. Uh, Mark Louis, you know, we know what Mark Louis is capable of. He has got the size, he's got the stature, um, has his moments where he will get involved in incidents he shouldn't get involved in. Uh, but in all fairness, 33 penalty minutes for him this year. Uh, what kind of let him down for me was his, his points. Uh, played the most out of uh, some of the decor there. Only coming out with two points, but a minus 14, which shows me he was more there for keeping the back end tight. But with him being on a plus, minus 14, does that go into what we were talking about earlier with Bouncy. So for me, I had to give him a B, just based on the stats and then obviously the highlights I did watch. Um, a couple of instances in that, in those packages that just made me think, mm, something, like Ross has touched upon, something about him that just, he has that moment. Uh, Josh Batch, we know what Batch is capable of. Um, I've only given him this grading because of obviously who else there is in the, the kind of back end lineup. So I've given him a B plus. Uh, I think that's a fair reflection. You know, he's quality, he's, he's he's strong, he's physical, he doesn't give up on a play. You know, he can back up the forwards if he needs to, and he'll protect his netminder as well. You know, he's back next season from what I remember. Um a quality player for them. And um, he's good for G B as well. So for me, Batch was a B plus. Uh, I would like to have given him high, but like I say, based on everything else in the lineup, it's a bit of a um, would have been an unfair reflection of everything. Uh, so that's to brings me on to Sam Jardine, B plus as well. Again, good solid player, similar kind of points to, to Batch, similar kind of games. Uh, a little bit more on the penalty minutes, um, and in the games that I watched, he did have a little bit of a. Should we say we had a little bit of a, an issue with lashing out or, or swinging the stick in one of the highlights I've seen? Um, the ref didn't call it for whatever reason, but the highlight of the package that I've seen, I think it was against Dundee, in Dundee, um, he had a moment. So that, he, he, he seems to be another one of those that might have that issue of reacting to things that he shouldn't do. But for me, still quality player, so B+. Plus. Uh, Sean McMonagall, uh, for me, you know, this guy, second overall in the D uh, point scoring, 34 points in 46 games, minus 16, which kind of let me down. But watching his highlights, the guy 
the guy. If you you could say he's probably one of the better defenders in the league, if not the best. However, I'll leave that title for another one I'll come to a little bit later. So for me, he had to get the higher grading, and he got an A. Uh, Evan Mosey, you know what Evan Mosey's capable of. Um, had a bit of a an injury hit season, but the games that he did play, uh, he, he looked you know, he looked quick. He looked on the ball. He looked he looked like he was capable of doing something. So I based it on the eight games that Mosey did play, um, and the, he was in one of the highlight packages I did see. Um, and that's why I could say he was he looked like he was straight back on it when he was back into the game. So for me he just got an A minus, uh, based on the eight games he had. Um that might be lenient in some fans' opinions, but based on what I've seen, coming back from an injury like he had, um, he did really well. Um Bryce Reddick, of a solid defender. Um nine points overall. Only 12 penalty minutes for a defender, which is really good, for, especially a team like Cardiff, where they can get a little bit gritty. Um, so that's not too bad. What let him down for me was he minus nine overall. So I wanted to keep him top end, but I didn't want to go on level with your big boys. So I gave him a B plus as well, maybe to match your Mark Richardson. Um, he does a lot of stuff off the puck that defenders don't get credited for, you know, covering the play being the vocal point, making sure everybody in front of him can, is aware of what, what's on and what's available. That leads me to the last uh, player for the defensive core for them, and uh, that's Gleason Fournier. Um, I said earlier on, Sean McMonagall, he would have been given the title of one of the best defenders in the league, but Gleason Fournier just takes that grading up a little bit more, hence why he's got an A+. Um, highest point scoring D-man for the Devils, uh, with a 13 goals, 34 assists, only 47 penalty minutes, uh, which is the highest of the D core. However, for a D man, that's really, really good. That's like just over uh, two periods of hockey that he's, you know, he's sat out over the course of the season. So that's really, really good. Um, what impressed me the most about him is when he when he plays in the highlights. I did see he, he's just so smooth with everything he does. Um, but the biggest shock to me was when I was looking at the stats as a team. He's second overall for the whole of the Devils roster in points. Haddad's first with 57, and then Fournier's second with 47. So for a D-man to be out point scoring a lot of the forward just shows how many points and big numbers he puts on the... It's the assists, not the goal scoring, I'll be honest. But that just shows it's a team effort. He's able to get as many assists as he did. So for me, the overall decor got an A-. minus. So, A- minus from me there. Ash, how did you rate the decor in Cardiff? Right. I'm flicking between three or four pages here, so I might go off on a tangent, but that's expected nowadays from me. Um, I'm not going to go in numerical like normal. I'm going to scatter around now, because there's some I want to talk about more and some less. Um, I'll start with Shane Morrison. I'll give it a B-. Minus. Decent of stats in the 34 games playing all competitions. He was stay-at-home D-man. He came in with over the season. He did a job. Would they have won the league if the team carried on with him there? Yeah, let's be honest, Cardiff were probably going to win the league. Um, and he would have played a part in that. Um, next, I'm going to go Bryce Reddick. I've given a B-minus. Um, well, saying that, Reddick and Batch, I'm going to put them together. They've both got a B-minus. But we need to consider the fact they played a lot of the year as a forward. Um Bryce Reddick was scratched quite a lot looking at the amount of fix he played. 
Um, and when he did play, he was a forward a lot more than he was a D-man. And Josh Batch was on that fourth brick line, as to say, with Sam Duggan and Matty Myers. So I've put them down in the D setup for the Sandins, but I have considered they played forward a lot more. Um, they've both got a B minus because what you've all said already, Bryce Reddick was, he came to work every night and when he was playing, he was doing a great job. He's um, on the East Coast now, I believe. And Josh Batch, he's got his foot in that GB door now, I think. Um, and when the likes of your Matt Richardsons, um, Matty Myers, John Phillips, the ones I always mention every week about when they do retire, who steps in, I think then Josh Batch becomes a full-time D-man in the British setup. I think at the minute he's right on the cusp of his in some, he's out some. He's only in the squad, but does he go to the Worlds? He's teetering, in my opinion. But before he retires, if Josh Batch should just turn up in Coventry, sign for Blaze for one game, so I can get a Blaze shirt with Batch on the back, it would just be the best thing ever. And actually, I'd just walk away from hockey then. I'd be happy. I've got to get a GB shirt with his name on, but I need him signed for Blaze now. So if you just ever listen, if you could do us a favour, that'd be fantastic. Um, going on to next, I'm going to go to... Who am I going to next? I'm going to go to Mark Louie. I've given him a B plus. I like Matt Lou as a hockey player. For me, and I know Danny will question this more than likely, for me, he's the toughest guy in the Elite League. Yeah, you've got players like no. Gang Yong, Yapin and up, but for me, Matt Louie is pound for pound toughest guy in the Elite League. Um I Didn't just think Kevin what Morris he... knocked him out last year. Mm. Not to remember, but I will have a look after this. Um, I just think, and, but the thing that gets me, I think it's his presence more than his fear, like the fear he puts into people. Like I said, 33 penalty minutes all season. Um, well, 33 penalty minutes in the Elite League, sorry, and 12 in the Challenge Cup. So 45 overall. And he was their tough guy. How is he not taking more penalty minutes? So... For me, he was the, the tough guy for them. And I, I do rate him high as toughest in the league. Um, well, who have I got next? Next, I'm going to go to Sam Jardine. Um, he's down the bottom of my list. Right, I graded Sam Jardine as a B-. minus. But talking of the Devils fan, he's come back to me and said, South confessed slow starts to season. In my opinion, our most solid D-man. Points don't tell the full story. He was on the ice for a lot of goals, maybe getting a third assist or pinch in to win the putback where he made the play, but doesn't get the points on paper. Plus, minus, very good and played a lot of penalty kill minutes. Now, his plus minus, Sam Jardine, was plus 24 in the Elite League. Now, we've discussed plus minus with most teams, haven't we? And for me, that's pretty hot standard, that. Um, so, I've given him a B plus. Um, so, I've gone with what the Devils fan said because he's seen him a lot more than me. Where am I going next? Next, I'm going to go to... Have I discussed Matt Richardson? No, Matt Richardson, A-. minus. Um, I can't really say much more than what you guys already said about Matt Richardson. For me, he's one of the best three British team in the league currently, um, alongside Stevie Lee and Ben O'Connor. When Matt Richardson does walk away from the game, it's a massive void for anyone to fill whether it's in the Cardiff jersey or it's in the GB jersey, because he just is unreal. And he seems to play for about the last 48 years. Um, where am I going next? I'm leaving Fournier to last. Um, 
because well we all know he's getting an A star. Ne- ah, so Pernod then Sean McMonagall. Now I followed you, Danny. I gave him an A. But then talking with the Devils fan, he's brought me down to a B. Now McMonagall was forty fifth in the points chart in the Elite League. Um, I've like you know I grade on the top fifty a lot of the time. Forty fifth with thirty four points in 46 games Ross has mentioned the penalty shot specialist um, the game you mentioned was the 15th of February I believe we lost 4-3 in overtime and he must have took about 9 penalty shots very similar to uh, the film Miracle where Herb Brooks keeps going again you can just imagine Andrew Lord saying to McMonagall constantly again and he did the business um, but talking with the Devils fan I was shocked by this but points don't tell the full story in the opposite way to Jardine for me Plus minus not great at all. All without playing the point and without playing the point on the power play, giving passes slights for dad, I think his stats look a lot worse. Great penalty taker, but gave away a lot of pucks and looked sluggish on the back end. Now, this guy's watched a lot more hockey in Cardiff than me, so I've got to take this into consideration. But I did go back to him like look at the guy's stats. The guy looks the business, he's got to be up there with you like Sifornio. Um and he's come back saying most people probably score McMonagall higher that don't watch every game. His highlight reel isn't too bad, so to speak, but he's one of those guys who you don't want to pin in, don't want in pitch situations, in my opinion. Can't remember him playing much PK this year, which says a lot. Well, obviously, McMonagall we've seen in the Sky Dome and in Cardiff when we were down there, he was uh, different for the rest of the year, but I'm going to take the Devils fans' input because he's seen a lot more and he's a good guy, I know him, and I trust his uh, input. So a B from McMonagall. And then finally, Gleason Fournier, A star, best defenceman in the Elite League probably, and best defenceman in the Elite League over the last five years, in my opinion. He was oh, I've just lost it. He was was he tenth? He was he was tenth in Elite League points, forty seven, forty six, um forty seven points in forty six games, sorry. Gleason Fournier is just quality. Unreal. And I was lucky enough last season, um, Season now, I do a bit from fire. Stu Coles and Maz email said, Can I contact Lisa and Fournier um, to have a chat about the title and my potential in the title? So I contact Todd Cowman, who gets me to um, gets me in touch with Fee, the media person there, who said, I'll oh, ring this number at four o'clock. So I ring this number, it's Lisa and Fournier on the end of the phone. And we must have chatted for about 40 minutes and the guy is just so transparent. Just literally unreal guy. Great down-to-earth person. You would have thought I've known him for 25 years, not 25 seconds. And I did feel sorry because he did say, I said from the end of it, go on then. Uh, Devil's winning the title. And he went, yeah, we're getting it. It's done. We are winning the title. And then obviously they came to the Sky Dome and we did what we did. Um, and Danny danced across the ice. And I felt terrible for Gleason Fournier because I was like, he's a really nice guy. (laughs) I felt terrible for Fournier because he's just a nice person. And he came across as a really good human. But I was like, end of the day, we're to win trophies. But I did say at that point to Ross and my dad, I was sat next to him, time, Cardiff win the playoffs and Fournier will win on the playoffs. And my dad went, "Mm." I went, they've got the playoffs, watch it. They win the playoffs and Fournier win the game winner. So... I must watch the game a bit, <laughs> but going all, taking all that into consideration on my D-men and including Batch and Bryce Reddick in there as well, it turns out with the weighted grades a B plus overall. 
Okay, so that's a B plus there from Ash. Uh, so I'm just tallying up that on the system here. That gives me a scoring of 6.3 out of 10, which is a B plus overall for the defenders. So we've touched upon the net miners there. Uh, we've got it given a B. Defensively, we're giving them a B plus. Uh, we'll go to the forwards then. Uh, Ash, do you want to carry on and go on with your forward grades? Yeah, I'll just open it up. I'm going to go off on a tangent again in different orders. Um, I'll start with Matty Myers. I've given him a B overall. Matty Myers walks into every team in this elite league and does a fantastic job. He's a brilliant player for me. I know a lot of people don't like him. I'll say they don't like him. They don't like the way he plays. But he's got numerous medals and trophies from winning. And that's what he wants to do. Isn't it? And that's what you do as a player. You want to win games and win trophies. Um, massive aspect in the GB setup as well. Um, massive part of that. Um, you can't not rate the guy, in my opinion. Um, I'm just double checking what my Dr. Devils fan mentioned about uh, Myers. But he did clay him in with Josh Patch and Sam Duggan. And he said, spent a lot of time as a Brit fourth line doing the dirty and hard checking role, solid performance for Fred. Now, I can't not agree with that because watching the Devils, when I did watch them play against the Blaze or on the TV games, that line was a great checking line and shut down plays. That's what you want. And so I was, I agree with him totally on that. Um, next to my line, I'm going to skip Stephen Dixon because he's, I think he's my love for this week, but I'll come to that in a minute. Um, so next one, Massey Majimaki. I've given him a B plus. Um, 28 points in 55 games in all competitions. I like this guy when he played. He seemed like he was silky, had hands on him. Um, in the ilk of, for me, Yanni Larkinen at Blaze, um, and not just because they're both Finnish. Um, he just seems to have a good set of hands on him. He, he played the game the right way. Um, speaking with the Devils fan, um, he's come back saying he was loved by a lot of fans, myself included, but gave up a lot of stupid and unnecessary penalties. Now, when he sent that through, I went back and looked, and he was the highest penalty minute taker in the Elite League for the Devils with 88. The closest to him was Sam Jardine with 69. I know it's only an extra 19, 19, is it not? Yeah, it's 19 um, difference, but that's a big jump in terms of penalty minutes when he's played less games than most of the players around him as well in terms of penalty minutes. So, but the, the Devils have said this talk that he might be walking away from the sport now, so we'll never know. Um, Sam Duggan, I've mentioned him with Matty Myers already. I've gave him a... Actually, I'm, I'm changing that. I'm giving a B minus. I gave him a C plus. I'm giving a B minus because um, I like Sam Duggan the way he plays. Um, he's that fourth gritty line. Just he may I don't know. He's still quite young, isn't he? He could get maybe go to a higher line in Cardiff in a few years' time and be putting more points up in the way say Ollie Betteridge has in Nottingham or Luke Ferrara at Blaze. Because a couple of years ago they were on that bottom line to stay, but now they're well two of the better Brits in the league. Um, so B minus for Sam Duggan, Evan Mosey. I've gave a B minus also based on the eight league on the one cup game he played. Um, seven points in eight league games, great going um, after a massive injury. Um, is he, I believe he's back next season as well. Um, 
He is. Um, just talking, the Devils fan, he's put effect to it both ends of the ice. Agu came back better than ever from his injury. A full season on that form, he'll be a force. I've always rated Evan Mosey personally. I've always thought he was a fantastic hockey player when he played at Nottingham, then when he came to Cardiff. Brilliant guy. Um, and great that he's in GB as well. Um, I just like watching the guy play. Um, Blair Riley. I'll go with B plus, um, based on stats really. Um, Thirty-seven points in fifty games in all competitions. You know what you get at Blair Riley. Let's let's be honest. You can't you can't sugarcoat and say he's just like either. he's top end guy. He scores goals. He assists. He checks. He fights if he needs to. That's what you want. He's he's quality. Um, next on my agenda. Actually, I'm going to leave. No, I'm not. I'm going to go straight to Joey, your dad. A star. Uh, 68 points in 59 games in all competitions. For me, standout year for him. He was being quality for them. He was, I believe, second overall in. Yeah, second in Elite League points with 57 and 46, just behind Sam Hare and above Brendan Connolly. And third in goals with 29 behind Ferrara and Hare. I rated Hare. Ferrara and Conley, all A stars. Joey Heddard follows the suit. Was it a standout year for him? Um, looking at his career in Cardiff, 14 15, he got 50 points in 52 games. Following year, 30 and 50. Following year, 40 and 52. Then 37 and 45. Then 32 and 44. Then this year, 57 and 46. Was it the standout year or was he playing next to Jerry Martin? And getting fed everything because we all know Joe Matt is probably the the best forward in the league over the last five years. I think if you put me next to him with skates on and a stick, I might find the net at least twice a year. Um, I just think Joe had had a standout year personally. Um, next on my agenda, Tom Rutkiss, Tom's Rutkiss, the young Brit lad. I've gave him a C in the same way I have with most of the British Cross League who played minimal games. I'm not going to judge him on. 10, 15 minutes over a season, it's unfair to. So I gave him a C straight down the middle. Matt Pope, a B plus. Um, this was a lot based on stats because I remember seeing him play a bit, but he never really jumped out at me. But I've seen him play nine times last season, so my judgment is clouded. Uh, Matthias Sointu, the guy who left during the season. And I gave it a C, personally, but the devil sounds came about saying a C plus or a B minus. Um, and his reasoning being um, personal favourite this season with the little that we did see of him very silky and smooth with plenty of skill rumoured that he didn't like the physical treatment that he may have been getting that's why he didn't stay now he wouldn't be the first European player we've heard to left the game in this country because it is physical um, it probably won't be the last but I don't remember seeing him play so I'm going to use the Devils fans judgement on that hence giving him a C plus um, overall Um 70 Charles Longley I've given a B plus based on a lot of stats really and then I'm going to actually time him with Sean Bentivoglio as well I've also gave him a, I've gave him a C plus and Longley a B plus because um, I know we just talked for going on on air about Bentivoglio and different grades and stuff now I've always thought Bentivoglio is a bit of a danger and he'll score goals for you well against you in, in our head um, but the Devils fans come out saying not the standard performance most expected them week in, week out, but solid numbers nonetheless. 
is it there's better players around them now? Because like last year you had say Joey Martin, Joey Dad. This year you've got Blair Riley, you've got Mike McNamee, you've got Stephen Dixon, who are probably better. Well, they are better players, so they're making them look not as prominent, maybe. Um, but I've gave them a B plus and C plus respectively. Um, where am I at now? Joey Martin, A star, first four in the league, last five years. I'm not saying anything else on it. Um, Mike McNamee, I'll give a B plus. Now he was close to an A minus an A, um, but I've gone for B plus just in way of grading people from other teams as well and trying to correlate everything. Um, but I like Mike McNamee watching him play. I thought he was a really good hockey player. Um, and then last but not least, Stephen Dixon. I'm going to come to you later on about the face-off dot, and you'll get why then. But Stephen Dixon, I've given an A. Yep, in all competitions, he scored 32 points, 57 games. It might not look great for a top six forward, but for me, what that guy did in the face-off dot is worth... 15, 20 points a season. He was unreal. He faced, over the season, in all competitions, let me just find the exact stat so I'll get it right, so I don't want to get pulled up on it. He faced, well, he took 891 face-offs, of which he won 643, giving off a 72.17% win rate in the face-off dot. That's got to be one of, if not the highest in the Elite League. That guy is unreal. So going off on my little tangent, what I normally do, if I'm playing fantasy hockey next season, and I've got Marek Tronsinski on the back end, I've got Marko Valeran scoring me goals, I need a guy to win me the draw to pass to Tronsinski, who lays to Valeran, who scores. Steven Dixon is my fantasy hockey league player this week. Um, taking all of that into consideration, and all the grades, it comes out at a... B plus, well, I gave it a B plus because um, both the Devils fan and my weighted grades were a B. But Devils were top of the league. I've graded Sheffield around a B plus mark as well, um, if not a little higher. The same with the Blaze. Devils were top of the league, they were winning the league. So I'm going for a B plus overall on the forward position. Okay, so that's a, a B plus there from Ash for the forwards. As you mentioned there, Ash, obviously Stephen Dixon would be your pick for Fantasy Hockey League to, to obviously help with your other two players you've picked out. So that brings me on to the next point, Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, they are back and they are looking for new teams for the upcoming season when that starts. Last season, they had 328 teams submitted and are growing each season that has gone by. Give them a follow on Twitter at Fantasy Hockey UK and Facebook search Fantasy Hockey League and check them out. Let Register your team, get your team in early. Uh, once the season is up and running, we can then obviously compare notes towards the end. And if you want, we can even do an episode on it. That's Fantasy Hockey League on Twitter, Fantasy Hockey League UK and Facebook search Fantasy Hockey League. So, uh, what we'll do then is, uh, uh, seeing as obviously I've just done my nice spiel there, uh, I'll keep going with my forwards. So, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the lowest grade and work my way up with these, just because uh, I want to try and keep it as close in terms of grading as possible. So, starting from the bottom of this uh, is Sam Duggan. Um, you know, 45 games, 7 points. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, no. 
can't really give him a fair reflection. He didn't really jump out to me in terms of the highlight packages. Um, for me, it was a C plus. Um, not saying he did anything wrong. Not saying he did anything well. But he's you know he's only 22 years old. He's he's newish to the elite league from what I remember. Maybe his second season with them uh, came across from obviously America. So young lad learning the game, learning the ropes. Maybe one to keep an eye on for the next few years. Um, also in the same category as a C plus is Sean Bentivoglio. Um, you've touched upon it, Ash. Um, so Ross has also mentioned it. You know, seems to be that. He seems to have faded away in comparison to the last few years um, and what we know of Bentevolio to do. Um, he still does the same work ethic off the puck that he does on it. He still gets in the areas to, to obviously help plays, force moves, uh, and he, he's still there to obviously pick up goals. Uh, he only picked up the one goal this year, but mainly for the, the assists. Um, you know, he, he was more of a second, third line forward this year. Uh, so if you take obviously your big boys out of the equation, uh, six overall with the assists in the team. So you can look at that however you want. But for me, he still does the job that he's there to do. Hence why Lord had him back and probably would continue to have him back uh, for the foreseeable. Uh, but unfortunately, obviously with Lord moving on, there's now that up in the air. We don't know if he would or wouldn't come back. Was he, he was retired, doesn't he? Did, am, I, am I thinking the right person? Did he retire? Yep. Yeah, just after the season, I'm sure we did, yeah. Because we, we, yeah, we had a whole week discussing his age. Yes, that was it. I do remember it now. Yeah, so yeah, obviously he's, he's not coming back. Uh, maybe that's another factor to maybe why this season probably the, the points wasn't as great. So it's the way it goes sometimes. Obviously, we all, we all get older as each year rolls by. Uh, unfortunately, he just felt like it was time for him to hang the skates up. So he, he got a C-plus for me. I still think he did a solid job when he was on the ice. Uh, that brings me to Matt Pope. Um, uh, B-plus for me. I can't really say much more about him. 30 points in 40 games, 12 penalty minutes. Um, solid forward. He's he's in and around, obviously, the play a lot. Um, picking up, obviously, the assists that he has picked up this year. Um Played a few games that I've seen in the highlights as a winger. Played some as a sentiment. Um, so I don't know, obviously, how how that affected the gameplay for him as such. Uh, but for me, he he, he did he did a job that clearly Lord wanted, and he was very good at it. Hence the points that he got this year. So for me, he got a, a B plus. Um, Charles Lingley, also a B plus. Uh, you know, fourth overall in the points, thirty three and thirty eight. 28 penalty minutes. Um, again, another solid forward. Goes about his business very well on the ice. Uh, a couple of uh, the highlights I watched, he he was in a, involved in a lot of the goals. So, you know, it, it speaks when he's got 26 assists this year, which is most of his points. Um, Matt Myers, we know what Matt Myers is capable of. He did it at Nottingham. Um, he's done it at Devils. He's gritty. He's, he's cheeky with the plays that he does. Um, he does try and wind opposition players up, uh, but that's just him. Probably not as bad as some of the others we've mentioned over the past few weeks, but you know he, he is very capable of playing the game as well. And you know, looking at his stats this year, 17 in 45 don't look great, but I think Ash, you touched upon it, he's probably more of the brick line as they call it uh, down there. So he's there to stabilise the game out if he, if he has to go up and make a couple of minutes to give the top guys a rest. Uh, he's out there doing that. Um, 
So they're all B pluses in my opinion. I did have Massey Marjamaki. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Uh, I had him in there as well. But again, looking at the, the stats and the highlights, he looked quality. And he, that's why I had him in the B plus category. But like you've touched upon, Ash, he let himself down with the penalty minutes um, for me. He did seem to take a lot of silly ones. So for me, I bumped him down to a B. So I had him initially as a B plus, hence why he's in this same bracket. But I bumped him down to a B just to, you know, to make it a fairer reflection uh, of, of what he's done this season. Moving on to your, your A categories, um, Blair Riley. Um, you know, the guy switched it from being captain of the Belfast Giants, who won the league the year before, to the runners-up. You know, brought along with him 18 goals and 13 assists uh, in 40 games, 31 points overall, 63 penalty minutes alongside that. I think he's fitted more of the Lordy role um, in Cardiff than probably he did in Belfast. Whatever the reason is he decided to make that switch, we'll never know. Um, I'm sure there's rumours going around why, but it seems to have worked well for him. He seems to be looking to go to back-to-back championship winners as an individual uh, with two different teams. So, you know, he was more than capable and slotted very nicely for uh, Lordy there down in uh, Cardiff. So for me, he personally got an A. Um, Mike McNamee, um, he also got an A. You don't finish third overall in points uh, at the Devils without having something about you. So, 42 games, 19 assists, 15 goals, uh, only 12 penalty minutes as well, which is really good. Um, the guy looked like a rock. He, he highlight packages, he, you know, he had, he had good hands, he had good vision. Um, he was up and around the play all the time, hence, obviously, why he's the third highest point scorer in the team. For me, he, he, he just if you turn around and said someone had signed him across the Elite League, whoever was to pick him up um, would, would be taking a very, very good uh, player on board there. You know, he hasn't re-signed. Is there a possibility he could go elsewhere? We don't know, obviously. We'll have to see what's going on with the league when it does make an announcement of coming back. He would definitely be worth taking an import slot away for uh, because 27 years old, he's got a good couple of years ahead of him, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, for me, he got an A as well. Moving then on to the last category, the A pluses. So for me, it's the Joey group, as I call it. And I don't mean Joey is in Kangaroo or Joey is in, uh, as what I've known Joey's to be called, idiots. <laughs> uh, a Joey category for these two is just pure class. Joey Haddad, you know, top overall on points, uh, second highest in the league at on points, 50 70 penalty minutes, 29 goals, 28 assists. He's only missed a game throughout the whole season with his penalty minutes. Uh, by far, probably the best forward that Cardiff have had for the last few years. Um, I'd say, looking, if you come in second by two points to Sam Hur, you, you're a quality player, in my opinion. If Sam Hur's walking away when we graded him with an A, I can only give Joey Haddad exactly the same. Uh, if I could give him an A, I would, because I think personally he's better than Sam Hur. Um, and it goes back to that thing again with the penalty minutes. Sam Hur and him have both got high penalty minutes, but like we've touched upon uh, previously, he's there's you know Colder, big goal scorer, big point getter, had high penalty minutes. 
these guys are known for obviously just leaving it all out on the ice. Joey Martin, exactly the same. 37 games, so he played nine less games. Um, and in that, you know, near enough 21 less points. But when Joey Martin is he's coming second in your, your forward lineup with 36 points, it's, it's not a bad thing to have. So for me, they both got A pluses. Uh, tallying that up into the point scoring system that I use and how I come to it um, gives me an A overall for my forwards um, so that's an A from me for the forward lineup. Ross how would you grade the Cardiff forwards alright uh, before I give you my gradings uh, Danny how did you find the uh, highlight packages this week in Cardiff <laughs> yeah so uh, this this highlight package we'll go into um, commentators are very neutral, uh, very passionate at the same time. <laughs> they get very involved with the play. Um, probably the most excitable set of commentators out there alongside Ed and Stu. Um, what I like about them, similar to Ed and Stu in this aspect, that they give a lot of praise to the opposition players. Um, they're not just all devils. Um, and if the, the opposition does something that they have to acknowledge it, they do it because they genuinely feel that that is a, a good move that's just happened, a good goal that's just been scored, uh, whatever it might have been they're commentating on. They are very, very neutral, uh, which is good. Uh, and like always, obviously, the, the highlight packages we like to just mention is, is should we say, sponsored by the Blaze Booster Club. Um, obviously, for those that are Blaze fans, Booster Club is a monthly subscription package where you can make a monthly payment to the Booster Club uh, and those funds are then toted up and uh, put back into the Blaze in some way, shape or form. Um, it is a monthly subscription. However, you can opt for a weekly payment system as well, uh, if that's easier for yourself. Uh, when we do get back to hockey and the rinks will allow fans back in, by all means, go up to the open end of the ice by the lockers. You'll see the Booster symbol and there will be our good friend uh, Dudley Dave ready for your subscription. So when we're back up and running, pop in, see him. Uh, get yourself signed up. So, highlight packages are 9 out of 10 for me. Ah, so a pretty good one then. Right, uh, let me start with the forwards and finish off. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Sean Bentvegelo. Um Now, I spoke to, like I said, I spoke to a Cardiff fan um, and his perspective was one year too many. Four goals all year is not good enough for a return of a top six forward. The role that Ben Frigo was expected to be part of ultimately cost other players more productive a more productive season. Um, so, basing on that, I mean, he, he said he would have rated him an F. So, I mean, I'm too, uh, too kind to be doing stuff like that. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a D overall. Um, Stephen Dixon. Um, <laughs> Stephen Dixon. Uh, Ash, you've touched upon it. Face-off dot. You know, how important is winning a face-off? You know, you control that play. Like you say, 20 points per uh, twenty points per season. You know, that's what your coach wants. You want to be controlling the play. He's a gritty, hard-working centre. Like we said, great on the face-off dot. He's physical, able to play in all situations. Um, and like we said, he's returning next season. So therefore, he's uh, obviously doing what they want to be seeing in 
Cardiff, so I'll give him a B plus overall. Uh, Duggan, I'll give a D. Uh, you know, didn't really see much of him. Um, is he getting the time, ice time that he deserves? Is he showing his full potential that he he we know that he can do? I mean, we we can't judge judge upon that because obviously we don't get to see him week in week out. Uh, Charles Linget, give a C. You know, disappointing season for his second one. Um, he's a talented player. His desire to there there is questions. Um, of his desire to play at times, but he has that magic one moment where he'll just turn the play around. So, yeah, I'll give him a C overall. Um, Mara Jamaki, I'll give a C plus. You know, his efforts, um, for an effort, you know, you'd give an A star all, all day long for the effort that he puts in. But obviously, um, like we said about the penalty minutes and stuff, he's got a big body who creates a lot of space for his line mates to work upon. Comes up with a couple of points, but uh, as the Devils fan, he said he just basically didn't scream out to him, "Keep me," you know. And obviously, that's what we want to see. So he basically said that he wouldn't expect us. Uh, he, he can't see him improving on what he did this season. Uh, I'm gonna skip that one. Right, Sam Mac, me, I'll give a B plus. Uh, the best surprise signing for the Devils, you know, another one who's pretty good in the face off dot. He's fast, creative. Uh, he had a bad, bad hit of injury. Um, and didn't uh, and went not scoring, but obviously with uh, being injured could have cost. Look, I, I mean he's only out for a few games, I think. Uh, but obviously, when you're carrying an injury, you're not at your full potential. So obviously that could have been a lot higher. Evan Mosey, I'll give a B plus. Yeah, uh, we mentioned that he hasn't played many games because of his injury, but I mean, what what weapons I have? You know, fast. He's Got absolute, completely blistering speed. Um, he has that offensive flair. Um, I mean, he, he does play front and back. I think I prefer him as a forward myself. Uh, Matt Myers, God, he's been around the league for another one that seems to have been around the league for years, isn't he? Um, I mean, absolute workhorse, isn't he? He's got the quality to put the few points up that he needs, causes the trouble in the. Um, Crease, you know, makes that room, makes can make that play happen. He's just a quality all round Brit. I've given him a B. Uh, Pope, I've given a C. Uh, st- started to play well, apparently, uh, when I spoke to the Cardiff fan. Said he basically started to play well when uh, it was contract renewal. Uh, and then, obviously, when you're playing well, you get your contract sorted. Uh, but he basically said that he wouldn't want him anywhere near next season's roster. So, obviously, when you see them play week in, week out, you know, if you're not wanting to play back, you know, he's obviously 
doing something that you, you don't want to be having in your team. But obviously, management have their say, and that's what goes uh, in hockey. Uh, Blair Riley, nah, I've given him an A. Um, I mean, what God, what when he announced that he was leaving Belfast last season and then coming to Cardiff this lot season that's just gone. You know, I think social media went on meltdown. Um, everything just went out of control. Uh, he's obviously a great player, prolific scorer in Belfast. Um, he's also a great leader, but wasn't put in that right role to produce like he did in Belfast. I don't find that he, we didn't see the proper Blair Riley as we did in Belfast. Um, and as the, my uh, Cardiff fan, he turned around and said, he's just a horrible player, but you just love to have him playing on your team. Uh, and he'd love to see him back in the devil's shirt. Uh, and then uh, Rutkiss, give a, give a, uh, a C. Obviously, we said not many games on Brit. Uh, very speedy, held his own when he was given the ice time. Um, they'd like to see him back next season to see what he can really do and have a full, you know, a proper full time uh, role in line. Basically, have his own position, you know, where he can play week in, week out, and uh, play a decent amount of numbers. Uh, for last two, uh, I've obviously uh, done the same as. Danny and Ash, you know, you've got the Joeys, uh, uh, A-pluses, both of them. You know, Joey had had a career year for him in Cardiff. He's just he's just a good quality player. He's that physical power forward, you know, that most teams love to have, that can go to the net, that can score the goals. You know, he's just a quality player. He's puck handling his power play presence. He's just a quality player all round. Joey Martin, I mean, wow. I mean, we've all said it, haven't we? You know, it could, he could move to bigger things. He could go to Europe. He could go to North America. He could make some big money. He's just quality. Um, I mean, I think he had a bit of a bit of an injury hit season last season. Uh, he had the extra responsibility of the captain. But put up a point in game, season gave everything he had. Uh, hopefully he'll be back fully fit next season. So we'll see the real Joey Martin back. Uh, another another great one in the face-off dot as well. I mean, I could be here until tomorrow talking about Joey Martin. I mean, he walks into every elite league team going, doesn't he? Uh, same as Joey Haddad. But yeah, overall, the forwards... I have given the forwards a B plus overall. Okay, so that's a B plus there from Ross also for the forward lineup. So just working it out here, that's an average of 6.7. So that puts them in anything over 6.5 is rounded up. So that's an A minus overall for the forwards then. Um, that's not a bad little forward setup we've got there. Um, just a. Uh, Typing this up so I make sure I've got it right. It's an A for me. Okay, so 
just to recap then, we've gone B for your net miners, B plus for your defensive men, and A minus for your forwards. Good little solid core of players we've got there. Good, obviously, overall package as well. Ross, sticking with yourself, let's go through and discuss the coach, the man that brings it all together on the ice, Andrew Lord. How did you rate him? Andrew Lord. Well, where do we start with him? He's been coaching Cardiff for six seasons, won three league titles, two Challenge Cups, two playoffs, two Coach of the Years. You know, he's, he's produced a quality, solid core in Cardiff, hasn't he? You know, he's made a quality, competitive team. Um, I mean, I included the uh, this season, obviously, because obviously they won the league. They wow, well, they would have won the league. So I think I added it into this season, into the three that he's won. You know, what more can you say about the guy? He's just absolutely quality. Uh, what a loss! Huge loss in Cardiff. Um, when he announced that he wasn't returning. Um, but, hey, that's hockey, isn't it? At the end of the day, we all move on to bigger things in life. Um, but, I mean, solid overall. I mean, what he's produced, I mean, um, him and Todd Kalman. I mean, Todd Kalman as well, you know, they've just brought in, haven't they? They've got what they've wanted. They're getting success back in Cardiff. The fans are loving it. They're playing Champions Hockey League. Yeah, they haven't been having the results that they want in the Champions Hockey League, but yet they're still making, you know, they're still doing British Hockey proud. So, um, overall, Andrew Lord, I'll give him an A overall. A from our, for our good man Andrew Lord there from Ross. So I'll go next, and I'll uh, echo everything that Ross has said there. You know what he's done at Devils, um, along with Calman behind the scenes, has just been phenomenal. Um, you know they've become the kind of benchmark for the teams. They were a team that could compete some seasons. But we're never really in the races for the title, uh, if we're honest. Go back those, you know, those five, six, seven years ago. Even when he was a player, he brought the grittiness to the team. He brought the fight, physically and uh, theoretically speaking. Um, figuratively is the word I'm looking for. That's, you know, he he, he did everything. He left it all out on there. When he became the coach full time, same again. He just he just didn't give anything up. He's passionate about the club. He loved the club. He loved the city by the sound of things. Um, but like you said, Ross, it's time to move on. Unfortunately, he's he's got a career prospect to take himself to the next level, and rightly show he should challenge himself. Like we say about players, if that opportunity comes above, uh, do you take the step up or do you just dwindle in the middle ground? He clearly feels he's got the capability of doing it, and fair play to him. Um, he every year brought a good core of players together. Uh, and then he was able to bring in the, the additions he needed to take the team on to do their things. Um, it's unfortunate, obviously, that they didn't do a three-peat uh, and do the three back-to-back, uh, and Belfast nipped it on the, the final day. It's just the way it goes sometimes, but he didn't sit there and rest on his laurels. He went away, 
he kept the core guys that he wanted to keep. He, you know, got the playoffs, obviously won that year and said, right, this is what I'm doing. He's brought in the guys he needed to bring in. Um, and he, again, challenging. And like we know, we've said last week about Steelers, these guys were pushing for top of the league um, with a number of games to go. They were sitting top. Uh, games in hand over, you know, Steelers as well with, with free. They could have easily, if they'd have won those three, that's obviously six points, put their total points tally to 70 and would have been seven points clear of Steelers at that point. Um, I think to me that would have well and truly wrapped up the league, like you said there, Ross. So for me, everything that Lord's done in all the seasons has been there, but more so in this season, it was very important for him to bounce back because they were the kind of benchmark for the last few years. They had that one where Belfast just pipped them. They needed to show that it wasn't just it wasn't a downward spiral now, and he, he was very much on on the way of doing that. So for me, he got an A plus. Uh, you, you can't beat it. There's no way you can beat anything the Lord's done. Um, the way he's turned that club around, just phenomenal. So A plus from me. Ash, you've got the deciding vote. We've got obviously an A and an A plus. How have you gone? Andrew Lord, I have gave an A. So I've gone with Ross this week. Um, it was going to be an A+, plus, but my reason it wasn't was they lost the Challenge Cup final. And I rated Aaron Fox at Sheffield an A, and he went away with Silverware this year. If I was rating Andrew Lord over the last six seasons, he's an A+++++. plus 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 plus. He was just phenomenal. For me, he is probably... And I mentioned this in the Nottingham podcast of the week about Corey Nielsen. For me, Andy Lord is in the top three coaches, best coaches in the elite league history right now with Corey Nielsen, Andy Lord and Paul Thompson. Tom will be in first then. In my head tonight, I'm saying Andy Lord second, but two weeks ago, I might be saying Corey Nielsen second because I was discussing Nottingham. Um, but he's in the top three coaches in the elite league of me. Obviously, he's moved on to pastures new. Um, there's some massive shoes to fill in Cardiff. Um, yeah, he's left a solid um, spine behind. Um, there's seven guys really re-signed on the roster for next season. Um, seven solid team guys as well. So there's a good nucleus for that player in Cardiff. Um, they were winning the league. Top three games in hand. I could discuss everything you've already both mentioned, but they were winning the league as simple as that. Um the reason for my grading him, I'm going to go on to my little tangent about in the face-off dot um, and the whole backbone or the devil's backbone. I'm sure that's a song, actually, the devil's backbone. I think it's probably someone called the Civil Wars. Let's Google that. Um, face-off dot. I've tried to do it in context with Sheffield and Blaze as well because they were the top three teams in the league. And in the face-off dot, um, this... What was it? I picked the four players who took the most face-offs for each club. So for, Jeff, for Cardiff, sorry, Matty Myers, when I've added more together than an average, was at 54.74%. Stephen Dixon, 72.17%. Joey Martin, 58.43%. And Mike McNamee, 56.84%. Giving an average for Cardiff in the face-off dot in all competitions this year, 60.55%. When you put that in context to Sheffield, who were second in the league, and won a trophy. The top four players there in the face-off dot, well, who faced the most, fa- took the most face-off, sorry. Tanner Eberle was at 
Michael Davis at 36.65, Brendan Connolly at 45.02, and John Armstrong at 54.31, giving him an average of 44.36%, 16% lower than Cardiff. If you're going into a game and you're desperate for a face-off win, you're picking the Cardiff centres every night, aren't you? Because they're winning the dot. And the closest one to them being John Armstrong in Sheffield. But then to try and correspond a bit more as well, not just look at the top two teams, we went to Blaze as well. And plus we've watched Blaze a lot more than every team, so we see who's in the dot more often. Dylan Lawrence was at 53.53%. Johnny Cubbon, who only took three more face-offs than Moss Venus, but he had three more, so he was the highest one there, 5284 Andrew Johnston, 52.09. And Charles Corcoran at 45.31, giving an average of 50.94%. Blaze was still 10% lower than Cardiff as well in the face-off dot. That, for me, is why they were sat top of the table. They went to the Challenge Cup final. They are playing the Champions Hockey League. Because they were winning the draws, they were making the plays, they were scoring goals. For me, having that spine down the middle... It's like, I know we discussed previous weeks, Danny, obviously you're being a Liverpool fan. The spine, you've got your Allison, your Van Dyke, your Henderson, your one of your psychers. That spine down the middle. And you work around the spine. Cardiff have that same spine with Joey Martin, Mike McNamee, Stephen Dixon and Matty Myers. And scarily for the Elite League, two of them have already re-signed for next season. So that spine's only going to get stronger. Um, I think we need to as well just touch on Luke Piggott the assistant coach. Um, obviously, he's left the club as well now to go and take up a, I believe, a doctor's role somewhere um, in Europe. Um, I think he's a cancer doctor or finding a, some sort of cure. I can't be 100% so I've not read it for a while, so please excuse me if I'm slightly off. Um, Ex-player came in with Andrew Lord. You can't fault the guy. He's, he's going to have the same winner's medals as the rest of the guys. Um, and then... You both discussed Todd Kalman, the Todd Kalman effect, as, as I've put it. The guy's transparency and his level of professionalism is just above and beyond for me. He is just an awesome human being and he just comes across so well. And I think every team in the league would love to have a Todd Kalman within their organisation because he's just class. Um, and one final thing for my reason for giving Andrew Lord the A. Um, Against the Blaze this season, we've played them in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. One was cancelled because of COVID, annoyingly. And of the nine times across the League and Cup, Blaze have won one, two, three, three games of the nine. And Devils have won the rest. Um, and two of our wins were in the Challenge Cup. And we didn't even make it out of the groups for that. So they were over the season on paper and on the ice they're better than Blaze and that's why they're getting a grade A for Andrew Lord and in that sense and it will be a big loss to the Elite League for me Fair enough there Ash obviously I can't really say much more than echo everything you've said so just collating all the scores together obviously I'm just going to go through them we've got Netminders as a B Defenders as a B plus Forwards as an A minus Coaching as an A Overall, when I've tied that up, it comes as a team A minus. Would you agree with that? What was our overall grade for Sheffield? Just why 
A minus. I think that's a very fair reflection in terms of where they were sat in the table. They both went to Challenge Cup final against each other. Um, Cardiff were going to win the league, so they were going to get the trophy. Blaze were going to win the playoffs, so the top three teams will get the trophy. I think that's a pretty fair reflection, in my opinion. Fair enough. Ross, would you agree? Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, like Ash just said, I mean, Sheffield, we rated an A minus. Obviously, they won the Challenge Cup. Um, Cardiff, they were going to win the league, it was obvious. So, A minus for them as well. Um, yeah, like Ash, I echo what you say with Blades winning the playoffs. So, yeah, overall, A minus for Cardiff is yeah, spot on, I say. So, not a bad uh, little result there. Top two teams coming out pretty even, uh, which I think we'll all agree on is uh, it's pretty accurate considering how the league was looking towards the end. Yes, Devils had the um, game in hand advantage, but I think it was very, very tight when the, the two teams did face up throughout the, the league. So, that's it for this week then, guys. Uh, that's the Devils reviewed, and that is now everybody in the Elite League fully reviewed. If you've listened to any of the episodes and you feel that you've got a difference of opinion and you'd like to discuss it, by all means, drop us a, a tweet on our Twitter page, uh, which is at Third Period Pod. Uh, come and join us on our Facebook page. Give us a like. Uh, add your comment. We'll try and do an episode where maybe we have a group of fans on from across all the teams and we we touch upon the points that you have and we can all have a discussion, have a, like an open table conversation. If you think that Ash does go off on too many tangents and you want to put him in his place, jump on, help us out. Me and Ross would fully appreciate anything that can me- keep him in line. Uh, we've tried to tell him that he gets a biscuit for every time he doesn't go off on a tangent, but that seems to not be working. The only way it is working is adding to his waistline. So please, by all means, jump on, give us your opinions and thoughts on anything we've discussed over these 10 episodes of Grading the Players. Uh, That's it from us this week. Uh, What I would just say as well is we are going to have a two-week break uh, just to give us free a bit of a chance to enjoy what little bit of summer we have got left now that everything's starting to ease up with the lockdown. So don't be too shocked if you don't see anything for a few weeks after this episode. We will be back and we will have something new lined up uh, what that is, we don't know. Before I go, is there anything else from yourself, Ross? Yes, there is. Uh, I want to hear what your fact is. Oh, the last fact before we jump off. I've, I've, I've done it again. I've kept it colour-coordinated. But even more so, I've kept it Devils-related this week. Um, so, this one's actually really good. Yaramir Yaga became the oldest player in NHL history to record a hat-trick when he scored three goals in the New Jersey Devils 5-2 win over the Five Flyers. That's my fact. <laughs> five Flyers? I said five, didn't I? I meant uh, yep. Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm so used to the English league. <laughs> it's because Philadelphia are useless. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't say anything about bad about Philadelphia Flyers there. You know, they're not not a bad team at all. Um, no, no, yeah, five two over the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's try and get the teams right next time. 
Uh, I'd just hope he'd score more than a hat trick against Fife. That's all I'd want to know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> um, uh, anything else from either of you two before I go and shoot myself some more? Just a quick one from me. Um, obviously, we've all spoke to different fans across the league, and we've had some fans join us, some fans email stuff in. Obviously, we've done all the teams now. Just want to thank Clem for Masters to say just for helping out because it's easy for us to just play as we watch you on 50 times a season but to discuss Cardiff, Belfast it's been a great help for me especially with the stuff they've sent me because I would never scooby do if not so just a shout out to them guys I know a few of them do listen in and uh, send the odd message saying do you really think that? So just a thanks for me on them Doc Fantastic. Yes, no, I'll echo that. Thank you for everybody who has been in touch uh, with regards to obviously helping us out at some point during these episodes. So, like I say, we're going to have a two-week break after you hear this episode. Uh, we'll come back with something new, something fresh. Hopefully, by then, we'll know more about what's going on with the league, when it's rejoining, what's going to happen with fans returning. Uh, we can obviously go into a discussion from that. So, that's enough from me. I've rambled on too much this evening uh, and I'm sure Ash and Ross are fed up of hearing me talk. So it's peace out from me. Thanks for listening to the Third Period Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got anything you want to say to us, find us on Facebook and maybe join in the next episode. As always, check out Nuola for all your custom sportswear needs. Ah!